Hello, friends. Welcome to the Deeper Daily Podcast. It's the 22nd day of February. Thanks for joining me. I'm Paul White, and we are in Mark chapter 4. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah, yes, Mark chapter 4. Um, we are in between Jesus telling the parable of the sower and Jesus explaining the parable of the sower. He tells it in the first nine verses, and then he explains it in verses 13 to 20. In between, he and the 12 disciples are alone. Verse 10, when he was alone, those around him with the 12 asked him about the parable. So actually we're to assume that it's the 12 plus some people. He said to them, To you it has been given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God, or the secret, or the hidden truth. But to those who are outside, all things come in parables, so that seeing they may see and not perceive, and hearing they may hear and not understand, lest they should turn, and their sins should be forgiven them. Now that most of that 12th verse is a quote. It's in either italicized or it's in quote brackets, which means that Jesus is quoting previous material. We'll get to that in a moment. He's alone with his disciples and with some others. Um, gives them special instruction because that's part of what discipleship is about. This is a part that shows up, by the way, in all four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Jesus gives private instruction of deep truths, which tells us that sometimes what is proclaimed in public is not the entire story. And you need to consider that when you hear preaching, you hear a sermon and you make a judgment based upon 30 minutes of preaching what a particular preacher believes, or you make inferences based on something they said or a scripture they quoted and assume that they are this or that. And the truth is, is that true discipleship doesn't come in the pulpit. It doesn't come with a sermon. It comes in the times in which you're alone, where you can ask questions and wrestle answers. True true discipleship is not Sunday morning go to meeting. And I don't in any way want to downplay Sunday morning go to meeting. We need the Sunday morning or the Wednesday night or the, the, the revivals or all of the, We need those encounters with the Word because they force us to wrestle, to think, to listen, and maybe we even get an opportunity to implement. But real discipleship happens in private. So in a way, we are all well-versed in building churches but we're not all well-versed in building disciples. And part of the reason for that is because discipleship is harder to quantify than church attendance. Church attendance is how many were there Sunday. And then to take it a step further, how much was the offering? Now we can take how many were there. We can look at how much the offering was. We can break down the average amount given per person We can look at our budget and say we need to increase that by X percent if we want to accomplish X, Y, and Z. Those are metrics that are measurable financially uh, and headcount. They're easier to do. I didn't say it's easy to build a church or to build the, the structure of the church, but it's easy to quantify growth. It's not so easy to quantify discipleship. So it's not as easy to say if someone's growing or not if they are making decisions based upon the the voice of the Spirit, if they are 
proving their knowledge of Scripture or growing in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Those things are hard to quantify because they're often judged based upon fruit, and fruit grows at a different pace in each person. And some fruits don't show themselves the way we think they should. And I'm talking, of course, about the fruit of the Spirit. Uh, And also, one of the things I said a moment ago, we're well equipped to build the church but not to build disciples is because our entire structure is set up around the public formula, the public service. Here's what we do so that everyone can be involved in it. And there's great utility in that. Great utility in having a public forum in which people can feel comfortable and come and hear the gospel. But it doesn't make disciples. Making disciples happens in verse 10. When he was alone, those around him with the twelve asked him about the parable. And I, I, I said this recently to a group. I said, I don't think... You should invite someone to your church that you haven't first invited to your table. Now, what I mean by that is this is not a, a call to you hosting dinners, but it's the spirit of it. We are trying to get people into our stuff without letting them into our lives. And you can build a structure full of people and not know any of them. Jesus does not seem content with having a bunch of followers. He wants to have disciples. Now, what you can do in the discipleship circle is you can wrestle out big themes. So, in a way, you don't really know the heartbeat of that minister or that church until you spend time in the discipleship circle. And the reason you don't really know is because we don't, talk about adult topics with children at the table. There are some things that you don't talk about when kids are around. It doesn't mean they're dirty or they're inappropriate or they're wrong within themselves. It means they don't belong to young ears. And there's a lot of examples. I'm not going to give you any examples. You're smart enough to know that there's there's a hundred things you could come up with that is okay to talk to with adults that you wouldn't want to say in front of a kid. And in a way, that's a good illustration for there's a lot of things we could get into theologically that we can't get into in the public forum because there's a lot of different people in the public forum and they're not prepared for that conversation. Jesus understands this. In a way, I think it's what he meant when he said it's been given to you to know the mystery, but to those that are outside, the things come in parables. And it's another thing in John when he says that when you get when the Holy Spirit comes, he'll lead you into all truth. And so now that we have the Holy Spirit, we can look, we can even look literally at the parables of Jesus and see things in them that the crowd that day could never have seen. This is why the parables keep unfolding to us for 2,000 years. They keep meaning new things because we're full of the Spirit and the mystery is ours to know. Now tomorrow we'll get into the quote, because Jesus quotes Isaiah. And we'll get into that quote as we work on this passage tomorrow. We'll see you then. God bless.